how does someone go from having 30 views on their YouTube videos to 40 million views and hundreds of thousands of subscribers and millions of dollars sold in just 12 short months? Well, today I want to unpack an incredible story with Rebecca Zung, who is a top 1% attorney who's turned into a expert on narcissism and negotiating with a narcissist. She's a best-selling author. Her latest book is Slay the Bully. What she does is remarkable, but not just what she does, how she's done it, her business model from the back end is something I was very, very interested in. And so in this episode, we did tee up her book. We talked about a lot of the stuff that she's helping people deal with and helping people see breakthrough in. But what's very fascinating to me is how she pivoted from having her her law practice, to getting on YouTube, to not having success on YouTube right away, but then making a few changes and dialing into a niche that she was passionate about and had a lot of expertise in and YouTube liked as well and flowing with the algorithm and creating lightning in a bottle to not only grow her audience, but grow her business and then have that open up so many more doors for her as an author, speaker, and business owner. This is a great conversation. Rebecca was very generous to unpack sort of the mechanics of her business. And we also talk about her expertise of dealing with narcissists, people that you have to negotiate with in a very specific way, whether it's a boss, a coworker, a spouse, a family member, a client, a landlord, a, whatever it is. These people in your life, we talk about how to unpack that with her slay strategy, S-L-A-Y. It was a great conversation. She's a gem of a person. I think you'll get a lot out of the content itself, but also taking a journey along with her and me as we unpacked her business over the last three years. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Rebecca Zung. Rebecca, I'm so glad we could finally get you on the show. I know uh, our mutual friend Mike Zeller connected us, and I've been, I've been, I was trying to get this episode out before your your book came out, but the, the book has hit. You're a USA Today bestseller already. Congratulations! I'm so excited for you. you know we're going to unpack some of that today, but I just wanted to thank you for taking time out of a very busy launch schedule to uh, jump on the show and share all of your wisdom with my audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I absolutely love Mike. So anybody who's a great friend of Mike is obviously a great guy. So I'm so, so glad that we were able to get together. Yeah. Well, tell me real quick, how has the launch been since I'm getting you real time in book launch mode? How have you felt? Are you exhausted? Has it been what you've hoped? You've done multiple books. I mean, so where does this one land? And I'm selfishly thinking about it because my book number two is coming out next year. I'm like, well, what would I do differently? Oh, well, you know, this one is different, though, because, you know, the first one was completely self-published. And then the second one was more of a hybrid. But this one is the first one that I've ever done that's uh, fully formally published. And I also have an audience. And, you know, it's just this has been a very different experience for me. And this is also one that I really feel is impacting people in such a deep way. You know, I've never had a book before where people literally come to me in tears and say, you've saved my life. I, I mean, I wow. literally have people come up to me in restaurants in uh, like when I'm walking on the strand on the beach and like say, can I hug you? And, you know, tell me I was going to commit suicide and I didn't because of your work. I mean, wow. it's so humbling, and I really, you know, I, I, you know, I, I almost always feel like I want to hesitate when I say this, but I really do believe that I've been chosen to be a voice. You know, mm -hmm. I, I just feel very, very strongly that I've been chosen, you know, to be a voice. That's beautiful. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, I think that's why we long to to get in the thought leadership space to create content, um, to have those moments of someone coming up to you and be like, "You saved my life," or "You changed my life," and and what what your ideas in your head when they come out, they actually make an impact in the world, right? Like that's that's what this is all about. That's the most satisfying thing ever. 
Yeah, I just, I feel like everything in my life has just been a confluence of events that have led me to this because I was even bullied as a kid for, because I'm half Asian, you know, I'm half Chinese. And so I, I, I built this huge law practice, but it wasn't until after that that I ended up being in a, a partnership, a business partnership with somebody who turned out to be a covert passive aggressive narcissist. And that's what led me into doing this content on YouTube uh, about narcissism, which I didn't even necessarily want to do. Uh, you know, it was, it was all this stuff that just came together in this crazy way. And, you know, my content blew up on YouTube about that. And, you know, I just always say, how did this happen? I'm not a gamer. I don't saw picnic tables in half. I don't, right. you know, I don't do crazy dances, <laughs> you know. Yep. And uh, suddenly in three years, I have 40 million views on YouTube, you know, it's just pretty insane. So I, I just believe that this is what I was meant to do. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, I, I do think, I think people are, are, are chosen by God for certain messages, you know, and they're a messenger. So they get a message and they're not supposed to give every message. They're just supposed to give the message that they're supposed to give and, and do it well. So I want to talk, this is one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on the show is because your the last three years for you have been insane. Uh, a huge pivot uh, from a massively successful attorney um, to now massively successful on YouTube and now as an best-selling author and all these different things and a digital content creator, digital entrepreneur. I mean, a lot of what you're doing that the world doesn't quite see exactly what you're doing. They see you, maybe your book or your YouTube channel. My audience can understand what's happening behind the scenes in terms of your business model and how you're leveraging that content. That's, that's what we do all day long. So I see you as a massive success in the knowledge, commerce, digital entrepreneur space. So I'd love to unpack it a little bit. And, and I want to start with where you were talking about uh, making that leap from attorney, your, your story of dealing with this narcissist, and we can go into as much of the detail there as you want. I know it relates to the content you're creating now, but some of my students, you said something that I feel like some of my students struggle with, which is they almost feel like they fell into a lane of content or a niche that they never expected to be in, maybe never even wanted to be in. And then they're asking themselves, just because this video blew up, should I, do I niche into this space because I'm already known for that? Or, or is it really because, is, was that something that happened and you liked it or, and you saw, Hey, I have more to say here. Like what would it, what did it feel like when that was starting to happen? And how did you decide I'm going to be the narcissist gal? I'm going to own this lane and really press into it. So maybe unpack that a bit for our readers. I mean, our listeners. Yeah. So what happened was, I, it, let me just kind of back up from there a little bit. So what happened was I, in July of 2019, well, well maybe just back, back up even from there a little bit. So in, 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 in 2017, I decided I wanted to pivot from my law practice. And so my husband and I moved from Florida where I had my practice in Naples, uh, and we moved to L.A., and I was flying back and forth from L.A. to Florida a week, a month, and just practicing part-time at that point for the next couple of years. And I had started some business endeavors with different people, and one of them turned out to be a covert narcissist. And in July of 2019, I get out of that business. At that time, I was learning about funnels, and I was started you know, uh, following Russell Brunson, and I was like mm -hmm. kind of teaching myself about funnels, and I knew I wanted to do something with digital courses. So all this is in the background. I also knew that I definitely wanted to focus on YouTube specifically. And the reason why I chose YouTube was because I knew it was the second largest search engine in the world. Yes. Owned, owned by the first largest search engine in the world. A lot of yep. people yep. make the mistake of thinking of YouTube as another social media, it, you know, rather than, you know, Facebook or Instagram. 
I think that's a mistake, and the reason why is because when you post something on Instagram or you post something on Facebook, that post is gone within 48 hours. Nobody's digging back into your content ever. I mean, hardly ever. Whereas on YouTube, it's 24-7 free traffic forever as long as you know how to do the SEO correctly. So if somebody goes in, you know, puts in to Google, you know, whatever it is that you want to learn, you know, how to play the guitar or, you know, I want to learn how to, uh, I don't know, whatever it is that is your, your content, they will, as long as you know what you're doing as far as your SEO, they will, Google, Google will show you the video as well, even if it's two years old and it will come up. And so you get to be, you know, shown that and, and it's free advertising for you. So I knew that, and, and that, and then what, what you should do if you're doing it correctly is then take all the rest of your social media and push toward your YouTube. So have your Instagram, have your TikTok, have your LinkedIn, everything else then pushes toward your YouTube. Uh, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, so that I knew that I wanted to have my YouTube be my main, uh, you know, uh, place that I, I, I would put content. So what I started to do was have negotiation in general. That's what I really thought I wanted to do. So I would, I would put videos up on how to get a pay raise, how mm -hmm. clothing color psychology in, in um, negotiation. So I, I was really not getting very much. It was like, um, it was really too general was my problem. And, you know, because, you know, broad equals broke is what I kind of found out. <laughs> and yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to just cast this wide net and I'll get more. But that's really not what happens. And so I was only getting like 30 views at a time. And it was literally just my mom and her church friends. And she'd be <laughs> like, oh, you know, I told all my church friends. My mom plays the organ at church. And so she's like, that's I told awesome. all my church friends to watch you. And I'm like, oh, that's just so Thanks, great. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. And so I'm like, okay, that's really not going to grow my business. But thank you. <laughs> And so, you know, and I, I, I made a lead magnet, you know, and everything, but it was like really not working for me. So um, then, you know, at the same time, I figured out I was, you know, in this relationship with this person who turned out to be a covert passive aggressive narcissist. Well, I, I didn't know that at the time, but in July of 2019, I get out of this relationship with this business partner who is literally causing me drama, trauma, and chaos, and this woman, and it was awful. And, you know, after I get out of that, um, somebody told me, oh, she was a covert, passive-aggressive narcissist. And I was like, what is that? And so I get a book, I start reading about it, now, this is happening at the same time as I'm learning about funnels, I'm learning about YouTube, all of that. So I'm reading this book, but this is for me. And I'm still flying back and forth to Florida, and I'm on the plane going to Florida one time. I'm like, oh, I'm reading this book, going, oh, God, this is what this person is. You know, and so I start studying everything about narcissism, and then I thought, oh, I could apply what I'm learning about narcissism to my cases. So I start doing that and I start seeing movement from these super toxic people. And it's like I discovered penicillin. Wow. I'm like, oh my God, I'm really onto something over here. So in January of 2020, I do one video on how to negotiate with a narcissist. And 
all of a sudden I get like 800 views on this video. And I had 300 subscribers on my channel at that point. Literally only my friends and family who I begged to like subscribe to my channel. Like, please subscribe. I was trying to get to like a thousand subscribers because I knew I could get monetized at that point. Right. And so I, I thought, oh my God, this is like the thing. So I thought I'm going to come up with a course for this. So I came up with this acronym of SLAY for slay your negotiation with the narcissist, so strategy, leverage, anticipate what the narcissist is going to do, be two steps ahead of them, and then you, focus on you, your mindset, being on the offensive. So I quickly came up with this course. I literally wrote it as I'm flying back on the back and forth on the plane from Florida. I hire a videographer. I, you know, get them to help me, you know, record it. I get it out. I, I, I decide, you know, I'm going to do a webinar, sell the course. I, I decide to go live with it on March 11th of 2020. Yeah. Of course, I have no idea what's going to be happening in the world at this point. This is January. And yeah. so I go live with it March 11th of 2020. And I literally by January of 2021 had 110,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel because I followed that content. I continued Mm. with that content and I had, I had sold $1.1 million of worth of that course. Yeah. Because I decided to stick with that niche. Yeah, that, that's so powerful. Just a couple of things real quick. That's so powerful um, for people watching and listening. Like, I, I love the image of you flying back and forth to Florida um, on the plane. I find when I'm on the plane, some of my best ideas come oh, yeah, um, totally. and they come quickly. And I have to furiously write because it's like, I, I don't know if it's being 30,000 feet up. You know, you're, you're closer to God. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's happening. Um, and so I love that you you had some clarity you tried something, you saw momentum in that video when you added the, the negotiating with a narcissist, that specific moment. And then you, you said it most beautifully, this is how YouTube works. And hundred percent YouTube is not a social media platform. It is a search engine. It's very, very different. Um, and so you follow what YouTube was already associating with your channel. YouTube said, yes, this is really cool. We're going to deliver because people think I need to get people to watch my videos, but YouTube works the opposite. YouTube finds videos to give to its viewers because it wants its viewers to be happy. So you want to play by its rules. If it likes something on your channel and says, Hey, we like this video of yours, Graham, we're going to, you know, deliver this to a lot of people that type in narcissism or type in whatever. Don't fight what they're doing unless you absolutely hate that and it's not the direction you feel called to go. There, that's a major clue as to the pathway that YouTube's already carved for you to give you easy traffic. And then that, it sometimes takes that one big video or that one big topic to funnel people into then bring them into the Trojan horse a little bit of the other things that are inside. You know, you, you got in the gate one way, but you got more you want to offer. But I love how you just followed it. You had a course already. You, you came up with a framework, uh, you know, our mutual friend Rory Vaden is big on frameworks and acronyms. I love those, but that's very overlooked. Sometimes people think I'll just teach a bunch of stuff, but you had a really clever, uh, you know, acronym for that and, and helping people understand this concept, built a course and you just tested it out and you did happen to build it at the best, best year in, in the history of years to do it. Um, but you were going to yeah, do it anyway. No and I think it would have worked anyway, but, um, I, that's just inc- absolutely incredible. What, what a massive growth. And, and you, the difference being is you're not begging 100,000 people to join your, your subscribe to your channel. It, it's happening effortlessly because you're creating the content that YouTube wants to deliver up to them. Yeah. And I now have, and I've never paid for traffic um, to my YouTube channel ever. Uh, so I now have 40 million views on YouTube and I have about 400,000 subscribers, just about. Congratulations. And I have... Um, I have 210,000 on my email list um, now. 
So now, real quick, that's amazing. The, the YouTube growth is incredible, but I know a lot of YouTubers that have millions of subscribers and zero email list. So that means you have a really, A, you understand that email list marketing, email list building is most important. So you're smart, but B, what, what is the best lead magnet that's performed well for you? What's, what's getting people oh. from YouTube onto your email list? That's a very high ratio for you to have that four hundred, like half of your YouTube subscribers on your email list. That's really high. My best um, lead magnet by far has been my crush my negotiation prep worksheet. And I mean that I have like a 70% opt-in rate for that. And yeah, it has killed it. I mean, I probably have a hundred thousand just from that. And it's a 15 page, basically ebook. And it is, you know, the one thing I will say, it, it gives so much value. And, and, you know, for people who want it, it's at winmynegotiation.com. And, it, you know, there, it, there really is a lot to be said for giving more value than what you think you should give because it, it gives a lot of value, a lot. Yeah. And I know a lot of people think, oh, don't give so much, whatever, but it, it, it's 15 pages and it basically, it tells people exactly what to do in a negotiation in every single way. It's like, you know, how to do your risk analysis, how to prepare, what to research, all, you know, it basically tells you almost everything to do to prepare for your negotiation. But, you know, I feel like it tells people, you know, it shows people that I know what I'm doing and it, 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 it kind of helps, you know, I think once you give so much value, it, 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 sh- it, it um, helps um, build that trust yeah. and that credibility for people. And they go, okay, you know, I think this person really does know what they're doing. And, um, and I think I will, um, you know, uh, you know, maybe trust this person and, 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 and interact with them a little bit more, you know, I don't know. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I agree with you. I've just, that's, I, most people think you need, need to sell publicly. I much prefer to sell privately, like give publicly, get people on your email list and then, and then, you know, invite them to a webinar, put them through a funnel, like offer things privately. Once they've already sort of raised their hand and say, I really like what Rebecca has to say. I downloaded her worksheet. I've watched a video. Now you're only marketing to a warm lead anyway. That's already gotten value from you already makes selling so much easier. You're not selling to the world. You're selling to the the ones that really are going to buy anyway. So that's brilliant. And small little note there, you said it's basically an ebook in terms of value, but you didn't call it an ebook, which I think is strategic. You called it a worksheet, which feels much more manageable because no one has time to read an ebook, but they have time to look at a worksheet. And I think people want easier and faster. And so I think that's a strategic play on your part by calling it a worksheet, just a little side note. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, I've given that away to so many people. Um, you know, and then recently I started doing um, a second lead magnet, which is um, at Disarm the Narc, which is um, like key phrases for disarming narcissists as well. Mm. So that's another one that's that cool. I often give as well. So, um, and that one has done pretty well for me also. And, and then in both of them, what I have is, you know, a clickable link to go to a, a free webinar, which then sells my program. Okay, beautiful. So they go YouTube to the lead magnet, and in the lead magnet, it's an invitation to an auto webinar, which sells your course. Yes. But then if they don't buy the course, there's still a nurture sequence for you know, through, they go through an email nurture sequence, which, you know, eventually leads to the webinar again to, you know, buy the course. Hey friend, we'll get back to the episode in just a moment, but I wanted to give you a gift for hanging out with me today. I want to give you my 30 day online income jumpstart guide. This is a four week checklist bullet points to go from zero audience, zero customers, maybe even zero idea of what your business should be to putting money in your pocket 30 
days from now. It won't be a million dollars in 30 days, but it will be money in your pocket. You will have figured out your idea. You will have tested your idea. You will have launched your idea and taken massive action towards building a business and a life that you love. If you already know your business idea, but you've been sitting around and you haven't taken action on it, then you need this guy because it'll walk you through a four-week plan to go from where you are to putting money in your pocket in 30 days. And if you've never figured out what your business idea is and you have no followers online and no audience, it's okay. This will help you start at zero. I promise you. It's a PDF. It's fast. It's easy to read. It's not an ebook. You don't have to spend a lot of time on this. It's more about taking action and doing the right things in the right order. And it's free as my gift to you. So just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart to get your 30-day online income jumpstart guide. It's grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Now back to the episode. I love that. It just this, this, I'm getting like technical. In the nurture sequence, do the do you sell the, the course directly on a sales page or do you only nurture them and then push them back to the webinar? Yeah, there's like 20 emails and then they push them back to the webinar. But there's a long nurture sequence again. Okay, but none of them selling directly to the course other than just get them to the webinar and let the webinar do the, the selling? Webinar does the selling, yeah. Cool. Cool, yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, and what's the price point on your course right now? I'm just for like people to know like, what's 497, yeah, that's such a, that's such a great price point. Such a super good, good value. I mean, yeah. honestly, people used to pay me a $25,000 retainer. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's the killer deal for what they're getting. I love that. I love, okay. Yeah. It's so, so cool. So Thank you for walking. I love the technical side of things because what you're, what you've been doing for the last three years is, is what I teach and what my best students are doing is they're leveraging the power of YouTube. They're giving first, they're building a warm audience and then selling on the back end. So kudos to you. I'm just curious. Yeah, that doesn't count my new, cause I, I now have a certification program too. Cool. So I, I, I'm now, I have a master high conflict certification program for my, um, I, I, for, uh, coaches. So I yeah. now have a, a $5,000 certification, um, Smart. which I just launched this past summer, which has done extremely well. And um, I, which I love, I love my coaches. They're, they're amazing. And that's, um, awesome. that's a whole different strata, whole different strata. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, and your, your product suite, you know, you want to have different price points for different people in different stages of their journey and obviously um, leverage, um, spreading out the, the lift of how to make the income you want. It's not all going to come from one, one product at one price point. Right. And we're, and we're, we're just getting ready to roll out a new, a new suite as well, which is going to be a $20 a month membership because during the book launch, we started a book club mm -hmm. and, um, oh my God, people loved it, absolutely loved it. And so um, my head of sales was like, we need to just continue having a book club. So we're gonna continue with that and charge $20 a month for them. I love that. So it's gonna How be did, like I love that so level. much. And is that membership gonna be based around just more content from the most recent books like The Bully or is it gonna be different books or different content? Different books, I mean, different books. I mean, for, we're gonna start off with mine, but I think what we're gonna do actually is um, uh, study other people's books as well. And then, you know, maybe even invite the authors to come in and speak after we so read cool. their books. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that a book club is still a thing, man, because books are not going away. They're just, they just, they refuse to die because I think it's the ultimate uh, medium of, of content. Um, which I'm quite curious about with your books, like as an author, how, and a digital entrepreneur, how do you see them working together? How to traditionally publish books, physical books? How does that fit in with your overall strategy? How do you personally view, I've talked to tons of authors, um, and I always want to figure out, especially if they have a digital side, or maybe they speak also, and they have a book, like how do you view the book? What role does it play in your, in your business model and your brand? Well, I mean, it certainly has helped me so far, you know, because obviously it, it establishes you as a credible person in, 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 in the knowledge space. I mean, that you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, right? 
I mean, mm-hmm. for sure. I think that's the the main thing. You know, I mean, it, I, I, I people see you as a person who um, is, you know, a, a, a credible person in in that space in that field. You know, she wrote the book on blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I remember that's that's the phrase I remember talking about. I had Jeff Walker on the the podcast, and he um he created product launch formula, and everybody copies the way he launches things. And he wrote the book launch, and I remember asking him why the book. You know, you got this two thousand dollar course. I, I have both. Like the the book tells you the same thing that the the course does, and the book's twenty bucks. And um he said that there's a lot of reasons why he wanted to write the book, but the number one reason is because of what you just said. He said I wanted to be the guy that wrote the book on launching. And if, yeah. if I didn't write the book exactly. on launching, somebody else would have. And I should be the guy that wrote the book on launches because I'm just, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I think that's the main reason, right? So, yeah. But I, I mean, this book club thing, it, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, like Catherine Gordon, for example, you know, she's a good friend of mine and she would say, well, how do people get started with you? And, you know, I would be like, well, I mean, they could take my course and, you know, but a lot of people aren't ready to go right to a course, you know? And so I wanted to be able to have a place where people get, get started for, well, $20 a month, you know, they could get started there. And what we're doing is we're actually having my coaches, my, the coaches that are just now graduating they are facilitating the book club. So it's, it's a great opportunity wow. for my coaches to, you know, get involved. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. I love that. I love that so much. I'm excited for you. Memberships are a great, great product line to have. Um, and they're for both. They're an ultimate win-win. You will love it and get recurring revenue, as you know, and then your audience will love it because they'll, they'll build community and have more touch points with you and your brand, which is great. Yeah, and it's a great opportunity for my coaches because they get to, you know, have an opportunity to coach and, you know, they um, and my my community will have an opportunity to uh, have community with each other. So, you know, and I'll drop in from time to time as well. Yeah. You know, I love it. Um, I, I want to keep going through uh, the, the book is slay the bully, how to negotiate with a narcissist and when uh, it's already a USA today, bestseller. Um, definitely check it out. Let's I, one of the things though, I do want to talk about since you're an expert in negotiation um, is you, you say something about how you need to first negotiate with yourself every morning um, and how you have to supervise your thoughts constantly. This, this resonated with me so deeply as a deep thinker, an overthinker. I live in my head and it's both my strength, superpower, and my weakness and Achilles heel. So can you maybe unpack that concept? What do you mean by that? And how can we practically negotiate with ourselves every morning? Uh, it's such a, a thing for me too, uh, which is why I always say that, you know? I mean, I, I'm all, such a person who's constantly having to you know, rein in my thoughts and, you know, I feel like if I don't keep a good handle on them, they just go straight to the bad neighborhood. (laughs) You know, the ghetto. And, um, you know, I I, I just, uh, first thing in the morning, I, I gratitude journal, which I learned from Bob Proctor. I I was so grateful Mm -hmm. and and fortunate to get to interview him. He was actually one of my most favorite interviews of all time because I got off the interview and he he actually coached me for like an hour afterwards. And he was just a wonderful guy. And, you know, he, he said, write in your gratitude journal, you know, every single morning, write down things that you're grateful for, which I still do. And if I'm not, you know, if talking to somebody or doing something, I have a a good podcast on, I'm listening to an audible book or doing something, you know, because I really do believe that, um, input equals output. I want to keep my vibrational level high. You know, we are beings of energy. So I really try to, you know, I have this expression, defend your light with your life, especially Mm. since I've been in, you know, situations that are not serving me 
um, relationships that don't serve me. I'm really, really uh, attuned to energy. And um, so I just am, I should have gotten to the point in my life now that I don't want to be around people that don't serve me or be in situations that don't serve me anymore. Uh, you know, I don't have to be. So uh, I don't, I, I really am so careful about that and monitoring my thoughts and monitoring the space around me now. Because I, I love that. You, you attract what, you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to if, keep your vibrational energy as high as possible. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I, I write about in, in my new book, Rebel, is is this. Um, we do like an inner inner story audit because you know you can you can want to think new thoughts, you can want to change your life, you can want to be be a rebel and and, and push back against conformity and figure out who you really are. That's kind of where the book is going. But it, all of it is useless if you haven't done any kind of audit of your current narrative going on in your head every day. Like when you wake up in the morning, what are the thoughts you're thinking? What's the loud voice, the loud story that you're believing that may or may not be true, probably isn't true. And so one of the things that I try to encourage people to do and coach them through in the book and, and what I do with myself is learn how to, you know, talk to yourself, not listen to yourself because that loud voice is very, very dominant and it's, it's trying to win and you almost have to tune it out or quiet it uh, so that you can hear like, uh, like as um, Isaiah talks about the still small voice um, that that's so hard to hear, but that's that voice of truth. So as, as a lawyer, <laughs> as someone that deals with language and words and, and making a case for something like, how do you, how, what's something practical that we can do as a mere mortal <laughs> to make a case for ourselves? Like we're negotiating with ourselves, like you say in the morning, um, and telling ourselves like, that's, that's not, that's not true. That doesn't have to be true. What could be as true, if not more true than that thought I'm thinking, do you have any kind of script or line you tell yourself or that can kind of stop a, a negative thought? I know we have our mutual friend, John Gordon, like sort of his latest book, the one truth talking about like, yeah, you know, it. how do we get to that truth versus the, 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 the outside negative thoughts. Is, is there something that's worked for you when you, when you get stuck there? Yeah. I mean, I have a mantra, you know, these 10 things that are like who I am and I try to say them every day. You know, I am a powerful expression of what's possible. And when people are with me, they feel empowered. You know, like I try to make sure I say that every single day, you know, like of who mm-hmm. I am. And, you know, I, because I really truly believe that words have power and you know, there's a a thing that, um, uh, um, Joe Dispenza has you do an exercise that he has you do. Like if you, um, ever have taken his, um, his, uh, course where he actually makes you write down all of your bad thoughts, like makes you literally write them out. You know, because like there's, you know, the things that you think about yourself that are like the worst things about yourself. Mm. And I remember when I first took his course, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not writing it out. That sounds depressing. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And when you write it out, actually write it out and then look at it, you think, well, that's just ridiculous. You know, know, when you see it out on paper and you think, okay, and then you actually like tear it up and throw it away and and you go, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. This is not serving me. Mm. And then you write out who you're actually going to be, you know, and and just be that and, and be your future now and, and live into that word. I mean, you know, the Bible, the first thing it says is, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word is God. I mean, you, you can create who you are as a matter of your word and be that. Yeah. It's, it's so powerful. Everything starts with word. Yeah. Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. I think people under have integrity about it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we use words too often 
Um, so the words become cheap. We don't think about what we say. And then the words that we think in our mind, because I can't remember who pointed it out to me, but you can't think about a thought um, without like the, the language is attached even to your thoughts. Like I'm, I'm, I'm losing it right now, but like language is happening verbally, but it's also happening before you say it. Like you're thinking the phrase, you're thinking the word, you're thinking the, the identity. Um, and so I've been thinking about that a lot as, as I'm in a it's sort of an evolution of my brand. We were talking about a little bit before we hit record. Um, and, and then really I, the, the meta narrative of, for me is this, this new book that, that I'm writing rebel is really a book about identity and identity starts with like, you know, who, who do you say you are? Who do, you know, are you living what people say you're, you should be living the way you should be living? Like we haven't even thought about these things sometimes. And, and that's why it's so hard to make a change, to leave a successful career, to leave even a bad situation because we're so in, entrenched with that identity. Um, so I think it's powerful when you, when you think about this, like, and, and I want to just tee up the book real quick here is, you know, what is, what is one of the challenges with, Dealing, when you're dealing with somebody who, and maybe you can define what a narcissist is, because I'm always curious about that language too, like how you would define a narcissist. Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you slay the bully, but then at the same time, like, do that with integrity with yourself? Because I feel like, aren't we all somewhat narcissistic? <laughs> like, that's one of my things. Yeah. Like, my questions is like, do we all struggle with this to some degree, or is it truly just certain people that have this bent and and Anyway, th- th- there's there's something there. I, I mean, I, I think uh, obviously I think we all have our own insecurities, but a true narcissist is a person who has absolutely no sense of value, and and they have to get all of their sense of value okay. from external sources, and so it's like this bottomless pit that's inside of them, this black hole that's inside of them, and so you know, they, they need to fill it with what they call narcissistic supply all the time. And so they're trying to get it from uh, sources, you know, such as, um, you know, you basically mm-hmm. need to fill it constantly. And so, you know, you're left feeling totally and utterly depleted and yet they're still starving. And so it, it comes really from sources such as, um, you know, big houses or, or uh, you know, the trappings of, of prestigious friends or celebrities or uh, money or how they look to the world, their image, all of that. But it also comes from degrading people, controlling people, manipulating people, you know, um, making people feel small so that they can feel big, you know. So it's, it's both. And so, you know, I call the image piece diamond level supply or the controlling and manipulating people coal level supply. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, but in order to build leverage, so the strategy is S and then the leverage is L for my sleigh, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, strategy, leverage, anticipate. So the, the, the leverage piece is you have to threaten a source of supply that's more important for them to keep wow. than the supply that they get from manipulating you. But you can't actually take away that source of supply because if you do, then your leverage is gone. But that the reason why they constantly manipulate you in gameplay is because they enjoy the process of watching you squirm. Mm. And, um, you know, there's this myth out there that they just want to win, but that's not necessarily true because they also enjoy the process of manipulating you and seeing you squirm. And um, that's why they, you can never get out of it with them a lot of times. And, wow. you know, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a result of trauma and... Um, and issues that you know happen to them in in childhood, and so you know what happens is with all of us when we are dealing with stress as human beings is that we have um, our brains emit cortisol and adrenaline and things like that because of fight flight of flight or freeze, and when 
narcissists or children, it happened to them on a continuous basis. And it caused arrested development in the limbic system, the emotional center of their brain. And so while the prefrontal cortex, the rest of their thinking brain continued to develop that emotional center, that limbic system, part of their brain did not continue to develop as normally as it should have. And so when they feel triggered, when they feel um, like they are threatened in some way as adults, there's a phenomenon called splitting and they go from black to white or you know, it's an, a, a split second that that narcissistic injury can become triggered. You know, it can be because of an eye roll or a, f a feeling of being slighted or because they feel like they're going to be exposed or there's a loss of control or anything that can happen. It's, it's not necessarily reasonable or rational, but when that happens, that limbic system part of their brain takes over and now you're dealing with that and you're interacting mm. with that part of their brain and they don't necessarily remember what they're doing during that period of time and they will take themselves down to take you down during wow. that period of time. Yeah, and so you cannot communicate or interact with a narcissist in the same way that you can with a reasonable or rational person. And that's, that's why yeah. what I teach is so critical and so important. Yeah, that's so helpful what you said there. And just I'm just curious, like your, your customers and your clients that are coming to you, taking your course, uh, going through this material, watching your videos, is there, what are some examples are they dealing with narcissistic, you know, uh, like partners, like love partners, business partners? Is it just a family member? Like, any, is it any children? Like, is it all? Okay. It could be a boss. It could be a coworker. It could be a colleague. Mm. It could be, you know, any bullying at work. It could be, yeah, family member, any of the above. I've had people dealing with a, a, a landlord or a tenant or a neighbor. Wow you know, any of the above. I mean, you know, if, if they're being bullied or feeling like they're in a situation where they feel disempowered in any, in any context, um, you know, they want to have tools, they want to have resources where they feel like they can have a, that imbalance of power be corrected. That makes so much sense. Wow. So powerful. I can see why people are, are drawn to your content and how needed it is because it's a, such a very specific need that you are perfectly primed to, uh, to deliver and solve. And as, as, as our friend Roy Vaden says, you know, you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were and you're serving the person who was once dealing with a narcissist. And so you know their pain and you now have the skills because of your your, your career on how to deal with it. So I love that. I, lo I just love learning about new niches that are crushing it on YouTube and, and online business. Like this is so powerful. Um, I, I want to respect your time. Everyone, the book is Slay the Bully. Um, and you can get in, in the subtitle there is how to negotiate with a narcissist and win. Go to slaythebully.com. Also check out her winmynegotiation.com for the free worksheet. Um, yes. Uh, Rebecca, one last question that I always end with, and this can go completely off topic, wherever you want to go. Um, it's called the golden rule segment and it's really simple. Um, Rebecca, do you, do you guys have kids? I have four. I have four. Four kids. Okay. So you know this. Yeah. All right. So, um, you've taught them a lot <laughs> and you've, you and your husband are trying to like instill a lot of wisdom in them. And let's imagine that they have forgotten everything that you guys ever taught them, except for one piece of advice or wisdom that they would carry with them for the rest of their lives. Somewhat like a golden rule. What would you want that piece of advice or wisdom to be? Mm, oh my goodness. I would say, geez. Um, I mean, uh, it's such a hard question, but, you know, I, I think that what we were just talking about with, you know, integrity, 
I, you know, I always say that integrity is my love language. And, you know, I feel like if, it, you know, if everything kind of stems from there and, you know, we, just integrity with yourself I, it is really where you build your own confidence. Mm. You know, even making small promises to yourself, you know, where you say, I'm going to you know, finish this little project and then you do it and that's how you build your confidence and that's how you build a business and that's how you, you know, um, build relationships and that's how you, you know, everything stems from that. Without integrity, nothing works. I, you know, so I just, I feel like that's such a important part of everything in life. I don't know. I love that. That's so true. It's so, so beautiful. Uh, and I love how it starts internally and then definitely it spills out outward and um, so beautiful. I love that. Rebecca, this is amazing. Thank you for taking time. I know it's been a very busy couple of weeks for you with the book launch. Congratulations on the book doing so, so well. The book is Slay the Bully. You can pick it up wherever books are sold or slaythebully.com. Check out Rebecca's YouTube channel. We'll put links to all of that in the show notes below. Um, Rebecca, it's been great to connect with you. You are, as, as promised by Mike, such a gem of a person. It's great to, to connect with you finally. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rebecca. She was incredible. I love her story. It's incredible to see someone pivot from being successful in the top of their career in one area to then blowing up on YouTube, but not overnight. There certainly was some tweaking and figuring out how to flow with the algorithm, how to to give the, the viewers what they really want and be known for something specifically, which is an incredible testament to the power of niching. Um, check out her book, Slay the Bully, at slaythebully.com or wherever books are sold. Also, her Win My Negotiation checklist or worksheet, excuse me, winmynegotiation.com is a 15-pager we talked about in the episode on literally what it takes to negotiate anything in your life. It's so juicy, winmynegotiation.com. And of course, you can check out her entire YouTube channel uh, and all her other books. She is a wealth of knowledge and a good human being to boot. So all those links are below if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and We'll put them in the show notes as well for this episode of the podcast. As always, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I hope you have an incredible week. We'll see you on another episode real soon.